You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. We call it three by ten. We're going to have three different uh, speakers come up, just members that go to our church that have seen God move in mighty powerful ways. It's going to be amazing. The Bible says that the way of the righteous is upward. If you're a Christian, your life should be upward. And you're going to hear from some amazing men and women today. I want you to shout them down. I want you to encourage them. But let's give it up for our very first speaker, the stud, Enrique Ledesma. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on. Thank you, worship team. You guys come back when Ito is, like, preaching. You guys can come back. (laughs) You guys can take a seat. Thank you, guys. Whew. So first of all, honor what honors you to Pastor Jurgen and Pastor Leanne for that vision that they had over 15 years ago because if it wouldn't be because of them, not only I wouldn't be here, but none of us would have been here experiencing breakthrough. To Pastor Katie, Pastor Mike, thank you. To my bosses, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for trusting me with this platform, and thank you for trusting me in this new positions that you guys are placing me in this, in this season. And thank you to my parents, too. Hola. <laughs> because if it's someone has seen my transformation, it, it, it really has been my parents. Uh, many of you guys know me, and... I've been here for over five years, and you guys know that, um, like, most of my testimony that I used to live, my truth, and for all of you who don't know my testimony, all I'm going to say, I was a mess. (laughs) I came in with fear, with anxiety, with depression, with suicidal thoughts, with my sexual identity being the primary thing, but the, the scariest thing is that I didn't even know all those things controlled my life. Like, to me, it was normal that if I was depressed, it was that thought of, you know what, I shouldn't have been born. You know what, if I just die tomorrow, like, everything will be okay. And to me, those were not suicidal thoughts. They were just agreements that I was making. But in reality, those are suicidal thoughts that I didn't know until it was a deliverance night. And all of a sudden, I was like, where did that came from? (laughs) Um... And you know what, like all growing up through my childhood, um, I knew a God that in order for him to love me, I had to change everything about me. It had to be on my own strength, on my own courage. So I was never, God was never pleased with me in anything that I did. And coming into church, I remember there was a pastor named Cy Rogers that he said, God is not asking you to change. God is asking you to walk with him, and he will do the rest. And when he said that, I was like, I felt so good because all this time I was trying to do it on my own. But during this time, so even since I had my first encounter with God, I felt what God called me to be and do which it was like, your life is going to be a testimony. So to me, I was always placing myself, and it's like, the pastor is there. 
hi, I'm here. For me to do the three by 10, to do that. Okay, the pastor moved over here, hold on. Okay, now he's like, so I was looking for the platform all this time. And it was right here at the foyer and I just felt the Holy Spirit said, stop looking for the platform. When you are ready, they're gonna come and look for you. So basically he told me, sit down. <laughs> and then fast forward, it was actually at a men's prayer that I thought I was all ready to talk about my testimony. And someone asked me, so what's your background? What's your story? And I froze. <laughs> and I was like, let's just say I have a really colorful background. <laughs> That's all I was able to say. But you know what? In this walk with God, healing is like a seed. Seed, we have to plant it. And when we plant it, we have to water with the word of God, with those around us. And little by little, we start experiencing healing with, when we don't even expect it. And we don't, when we don't even know, we are already healed. But to me, the biggest breakthrough in this five years, it was at Emerge a few weeks ago. When they asked me to share my testimony, and I knew this was God because I didn't look for the platform. They asked me to share, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> and the day arrived, and right before I went on stage, I realized that I was going to speak to about 2,500 men. And that voice came back and said, who are you? to be speaking to men. You are the least qualified to be speaking to men. Do you remember what you used to do? Do you remember who you used to, used to sleep around with? Do you know the things that you used to watch? Who are you of all these men? But I realize that the power, it says on Revelations 12, 11, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So I went out on stage, and when I got down, there was one man waiting for me down there. And that was Pastor Jurgen. And his hands were stretched, and he just held me into his arms, and he said, I'm very proud of you. And I just broke down. And he allowed me to cry into his arms, and I felt that there was a spirit of sonship that broke. And I was able to see who I was, who I really was. The day after, there were so many men who came up to me and said, thank you for your story. Thank you for sharing. I'm going through an identity crisis. I don't know how to deal with it. Or there were guys who were like, even in ministry, it's like, hey, you know what? I had that thought when I was young that about my sexuality and I didn't know how to deal with it. See, to me, growing up, I had no connection really with my parents. Because they didn't know how to deal with me. And I didn't know how to communicate with them. So I had created this gap between them and I. And Pastor Jurgen actually stood up as a spiritual father. And when I got home, it was the, the hardest thing to do. But I knew it was what I needed to do in order. Because I had been healed all through these years. But in order for my healing to be complete... I needed to release my healing. 
and that healing was actually talking to my parents and telling them my full testimony. <laughs> and that was the hardest. Because they knew bits and parts, but they didn't know every extent to my testimony. See, growing up, my dad and I were completely disconnected. He actually owned a tire shop, but I'd rather play with Barbies or go into my aunt's closet, play with their dresses and stuff like that. So we had nothing in common. And the enemy started to use those things to create a, a separation between us. And when I started realizing my healing, I understood that my healing was not only mine, but in order for them to heal, I needed to open up. So the day after emerged that Sunday, as I was sitting at my parents' house and we were talking, I just felt this is the time. Because a lot of things were going to come up that I was not proud of and things that I was ashamed of. So after I told them my whole testimony, the only thing that happened, I remember my mother's arms just stretched out. And I was able to lay on her chest. And my dad came around on the other side. And I just broke down. And I can help to, to think the same love of the Father towards us. Because in that time, when I talked to my parents, they didn't say, they didn't condemn me. They didn't say all the things that I did wrong. Because through all these healings, I actually had to apologize for all the things that I did to them. For all the times I hurt them. For all the times that, all, everything that I put them through. But they didn't come condemning me. They actually stretched their arms. And it made me realize how many times we want to be healed, but we don't want to run to God because we don't want to share those parts that are so... God is going to say... I don't want God to know the things that I'm watching, who I'm sleeping with, what I'm doing. I don't want them to know. But God is just, hey, I'm waiting for you. And it started with Pastor Jurgen, and then into my parents. Now, my healing, it's not for me. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, 13, 13. And now, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of this is love. The ironic thing is that when I was telling my parents about my testimony, as soon as I was done, I got a text by a guy who goes to another campus, and he said, hey, bro, I heard your story at Emerge this weekend, and I just met a mom who has a son that is going through a sex transition right now, and she doesn't know what to do. So I was able to meet up with her, give her hope, give her... What was amazing was that God was already waiting. He, God was only waiting for me to step up and get that healing. And before I step down, I just want to ask you, who do you need to release your healing to? Because maybe you are already healed. And in this, I was already healed, but I didn't know that I was holding my parents back on their healing. Because my pride, my ego, I'm already healed and I'm fine. But they still had all these things, maybe in their mind, 
If I would have done this, if I would have done that, I wouldn't have done this. It says in Genesis 50, 20, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for good. Thank you. Yes. Can we give it up? Can we give it up for Enrique Ledesma? Come on, this is the house of transformation in Jesus' name. Wow. Go and hop to your feet if you don't mind. We're going to do a lot of sitting and standing. We want to just honor the, the, uh, the messengers today. But can we um, welcome to the platform the beautiful Monique Gonzalez. Come on. Good morning, church. So honored to be here today. Thank you so much, Pastor Mike and Pastor Katie and Pastor Stacy, um, for giving me this opportunity to share my story. Not only for that, but for believing in us and our story and our testimony from the moment you met us. Um, yeah, that's just you guys are so amazing, and I, I appreciate it. Sometimes you don't believe in yourself, but you really need somebody else to believe for you and with you, and you guys have been that for us. So thank you guys so much. Um, my name is Monique, and I've been coming here for about three years, and I always like to say that I've been coming here longer than my husband has, <laughs> because that, that was how it was at first. Um, and actually, Enrique didn't believe I had a husband for a while, um, and he would always ask me, you know, where's your husband? Um, and I was like, he's gonna come one day. Um, and he did, and so we've been married for about eight years now, and we're expecting our first baby. So, yes, we're so excited. Um, but before I start, I, it, I got this um, revelation yesterday as I was getting ready to come up here today. God showed me that during the time where we were going through a really hard time in our marriage, um, and I actually thought our marriage was over. I thought, you know, this is it. We're going to get a divorce. And... I would go every night to the fridge or whenever I would go to the fridge and get a snack and God would show me a vision of me literally walking from one side to the other and speaking about my marriage. And so I didn't realize that that day was today. And so I thought to myself, you know, sometimes when you're in the thick of going through a really hard time, you see that God gives you these visions or someone gives you a word and maybe it doesn't really mean anything at that time. You're just like, whatever, you know, I see it, but I don't, maybe you don't believe it. And I just want to tell you that it, it's real. And it took six years to get to that point. So it took a really long time. I had to have a lot of faith. Um, but we're here now. And, you know, my husband did the tithe message at the nine. And it never, I never get used to it. I always just, I'm always like, wow, God, like you really did that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's just funny because people that know my husband now, they wouldn't, like, they're like, what are you talking about? You know, he's, he's amazing. But, like, we had our hard times, and they could never imagine that that was our story. So I want to share this scripture with you because this is what I held on to, Galatians 6, 9 through 10 from the Meshes version. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. And so my message is called Keep Showing Up. Um, so before we came here, we were at another church for six years, and I remember at that time, 
you know, we were going through the hardest time in our marriage, but nobody actually knew. We would go to church, go home, and kind of do that whole thing for six years. Um, and somehow, I ended up at Awaken randomly, and I thought to myself, um, okay, God, you know, this is closer to our house. Um, and I was in the back one day, and I remember just crying out to God because nobody, I didn't know anybody here, but I knew that I needed breakthrough. I needed something to change. And so I remember being in the back and not knowing anyone and just crying during worship. And this lady that I've actually never seen ever again turned to me and she said, you know, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. And so I remember just saying, okay, God, like, if you want me in this church, like, please tell me or let me know because I need something to change. And so I felt like he really wanted me here. So I just dove right in. I started going to women's prayer. I started going to DNA. Literally everything that they put up on the screen, I did it. <laughs> um, you know, I did, yeah, I did the apprenticeship. And at the time, once again, I was coming by myself. So it wasn't easy, right? I mean, I'm getting in the car, driving over here, and I would invite my husband, and he was like, no, we're not, I'm not going to that church. You know, we're, we have our church we go to. And so I was like, okay, how many people do you know at that church, at our old church? I said, how many friends do we actually have there? And he was like, you know, none. And I'm like, exactly. So might be a good idea to just maybe figure this out together. You know, um, it wasn't easy, right? And so I just kept coming by myself. Probably almost, it felt like a year. And during that time, um, nothing happened for a while, right? Nothing happens sometimes when you show up for a while. And so I want to encourage you because it, it is hard, right? And I can't say that I would wake up every day faith-filled and ready to conquer the world with my scripture and my Bible because that's not really the truth, right? Um, it doesn't work that way. But I do remember that there was a difference when I walked into this church because I, would walk, I, wa I walked in broken, but I remember that there was like so many people in my life at that time that would speak life into me. And it wasn't like when I would tell them my husband's not coming or we're having a really hard time. It wasn't like, oh, poor you or, you know, oh, that sucks. It was more like, oh, that's normal. That's like, that's life. Like things are going to happen, right? And there was so many people. One of them was Felicia. She just literally like just walked walked with me and in it, walked with me. And I can't, I, I don't remember it being that hard because I had so many people holding me up. And the things that they would speak into my life, I mean, they would say, it's fine, he's gonna come. He's gonna be saved. He's gonna be the man of God you always prayed for. And at that time, you know, it was hard. There was some doubt, obviously, um, but I just kept showing up. And I remember showing up to um, women's prayer and sharing with them what I was going through. And they had said, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to see it come. And so it took a while. Um, and so the process was not fun. After a while, Anthony decided to come with me. And um, it was interesting, you know, because, <laughs> and he's shared some of this. Some of you guys have heard his story. Um, but he, you know, he would come in and, you know, he didn't like anyone telling him where to sit. He didn't like people being too friendly. Um, you know, during that time, it was Emerge, and everybody was inviting him to Emerge. He did not want to go to Emerge. Um, and he just made it very clear. He's, you know, he doesn't, like, he just, you knew. Um, and so, of course, me, I'm like, 
praying why for my husband. Um, so it was hard. It was really hard. But I just, I knew that something was going to shift. Like, I just, I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is hard. But he's going to, you're just going to figure this out for us. Um, and that's exactly what started to happen. After a while, um, we actually got invited to Dr. Lisa's party, Christmas party. And he... Um, didn't want to go because he was like, it's a Christian party. Like, it's not going to be fun, you know. It's going to be boring. Um, but it was actually really fun. And he got to meet um, Chris Aguilar. And Chris Aguilar really, I just, they've, they've had this friendship and this brotherhood that, like, became so amazing. And, like, I remember they, like, invited us to our house. And they, like, asked us about our marriage. And it was just beautiful. It was honest truth. Like they were able to speak life into us. And I remember we walked out of there and we were like, wow, like that just happened. And Anthony's like, you told, you know, because we, we were honest with them. And obviously that doesn't feel comfortable, right? But these people live like they have fruit over their lives. So when you're honest with them and they walk you through things, um, they do it in a loving way. And so um, there's so many promises that we've received and sometimes, you know, when we're in the thick of it, it's hard to continue to keep going because you just don't see it. Like, I didn't see it for a while. But one of the things that, I, that I, was really highlighted to me was to keep showing up. And I, and I want you to keep remembering that because sometimes when you, you know, you wake up one day and you're like, I don't want to go to church or I don't want to go to women's prayer or I don't want to do all the things. But these things are so significant. They're so small, but they're so significant. Serving, when you start to serve, people actually start to get to know you. And sometimes that's a little scary, but they start to get to know your life and what you're really going through. And that's actually what changed our life. And it didn't take, after we came to Awaken, it didn't take 10 years for us to see the breakthrough. It was like immediate. Um, right, right away. I mean, 2020 was like the year that my husband like went all in and everything shifted. I mean, he started serving. He was asked to speak on stage. I was like, what's, is this real? Like, what is, like, I was like, am I dreaming? I know 2020 was like crazy, but am I really dreaming? Um, and so everything just came to pass. You know, we bought a house, we got pregnant, like everything that we ever dreamed of started to happen. And it, the, the breakthrough wasn't just for me. Now he's the leader of our household. He's the one that does all the things. And so I just want to ask you today, where in your life do you need to show up for? Where in your life do you need to keep showing up? Even when it's easy, even when you don't grow up in church, maybe you don't know the Bible, right? You don't know the word. But when you come in, just like Sal said earlier, you just show up and things start to happen. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that story with you guys. Thank you, Pastor Mike and Pastor Katie for this opportunity. Come on, can we give it up for Monique Gonzalez? Golly. Hey, Anthony, it's okay, man. I know what it's like to get thrown under the bus. That's what husbands are for. Man, what an amazing couple. What an amazing story. So proud of you guys. But uh, batting clean up, bringing it home, looks after our youth. Him and his wife, Lori, have done an amazing job. One of my favorite people, one of the most inspiring guys I know. Will you welcome to the stage, Ito Fuerte! What is up, church? Come on, come on. You guys can take a seat. You can take a seat. I got to tell you guys, we go to one of the, the most amazing church in the world. The most, we have the most amazing pastors, Pastor Mike, Pastor Katie, Pastor Jurgen, Leanne. Wow, such champions of people. And um, 
I want to start off by saying last year in June, when most churches in the world were shut down, prayer meetings were shut down, I received a word at a prayer meeting, at our men's prayer, that shifted my life. I've had one, since then I had one of the, probably one of the greatest years of my life. And I'm going to share with you guys some things that happened over that course that's going to be encouraging to you guys, that's going to build up your faith and believe in the impossible, and believe what God has for you. One of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 19, 21. And it says, many are the plans in a per- person's heart, but it is God's purpose that prevails. God's purpose that prevails. Jesus told his disciples, hey, when you pray, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's my prayer that God's will be done in my life as it should be everyone here today. So the word that I received at men's prayer was this. It's an older gentleman came up to me after men's prayer and he said this. In the next three months, God is going to do something in your life that's going to prepare you for leadership, to be a lieutenant, to be a captain. So a prophetic word is just, it's an encouraging word and that it was spoken to my, my future. So within three months, this is June of last year, within a week after receiving that word, I get a phone call from a coworker, and I'm in law enforcement, by the way, so we have rankings in our, in our job. We have police officers, detectives, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, and then so on, chiefs. So I get a phone call from a coworker, and she says, hey, this position's opening at work. It's to mentor um, gang member teenagers who are want out of the life. So you pretty much serve as a mentor to them. I thought this was a great opportunity. I'm going to go for it. Um, so I did. I didn't get the job. But however, it's set up for what happened next in my life. Pastor Mike knew about this. And in August, he comes up to me and he asked me, hey, would you be willing, you and Lori, would you guys be willing to lead the youth here at this church? He knew about that job that I was going for. He knew that, hey, you know, he, he wants to work with youth. I mean, yeah, so he, he, gives, he, he tells us about this opportunity. And during this time in my life, I mean, I had excuses to say no. We were expecting our first baby. I had no clue how to be a dad. So, I mean, that's, that's a task right there in itself. So not only that, not only they were expecting our baby, but I work on Wednesdays and Wednesdays are for youth. That's where we have our services. So that's another challenge. But I have learned since being planted in this house, when you say yes to the stretch, God opens the windows of heaven and pours out blessings over your life. I've seen it time and time and again. And Pastor Mike preached a beautiful message. Called, um, he says, say yes to the stretch. Yes to the stretch. So we've learned how to do this in our family. So although I've seen challenges, you know what, I'm, saying, I'm just going to say yes, and we're going to make it work. We'll see, I'll just take days off. And, you know, of course, I'm like, okay, my, my sergeant, I don't know how, how he's going to take that. <laughs> my coworkers, I don't know how they're going to take that, that I'm going to be gone almost every Wednesday. But I said, hey, I'm going to make room for God. I'm going to make room for God and see where that takes me. So we did, and literally October last year, we, we, we started leading the youth, and in that week, that same week, I came back to work right after coming back from baby leave. And one of the most prestigious things you can do in law enforcement as a law enforcement officer is to make um, gun arrests, recover guns from, from the street. And um, that's like one of the, the, you know, 
cool things, I guess, to, in, in our field, right, that people look up to, uh, most prestigious. So that week, the first day back, after that week of saying yes to youth, I get a gun that week, uh, that day, the first day, and then the following day, I get another gun, and then something started happening. Something started happening. And, and look, I'm going to boast about God because I know I had nothing to do with, with, with anything I changed up. I didn't change anything up. I literally worked the same. I had the same work, work ethic, but I knew the favor of God was upon me. The favor of God was upon me because literally it started happening months after month after month up until even now. Like our team is literally in the county of San Diego, one of the teams that have recovered the most guns from the street are violent criminals. Violent criminals. I mean, guys, God is real. And the favor of God is real. The favor of God is real. So yes, that, that, was, that was one of, the, one of the big blessings in that. So I was succeeding in work and actually that opened up opportunities for uh, my next position, which tomorrow I step into is a, a detective role, which, which the, <laughs> man, God is good. God is good. So when, it, when I said yes to, to, to serving in youth, I said yes with, with the faith uh, of God. I know you'll open up a door so I can be there all the time. My heart is, is, is to serve uh, the youth here at this church and see lives change. So I believe that God would do it, and, and he did it. And it happens tomorrow. I step into that role. Another thing God did was in my wife's life, he gave her the desires of her heart. And the desires of her heart were to serve here at church and to raise our son at home. So that was gonna require her letting go of her job. She, had a, she was in law enforcement too, a phenomenal job, phenomenal pay. However, we had a choice to make, and this was in January. And I really felt God tell me, hey, trust in me. Trust in what I can do in your life. Have faith. She won't, if she doesn't go back to work, you guys are gonna be all right. And one of the things that, that I was looking at was, well, my plans. I had my plans, and my plans were, once she gets back to her, we're going to start saving up money so we can buy a home, and, and maybe in a couple years from now, we'll save up another, and we'll, we'll, we'll buy a home. So that's my plan. And then God said, you know what? Don't worry about it. You're going to get a home. You're going to get a home. So my wife doesn't go back to work. Now, fast forward to maybe like last month. There was one day or one day in particular where I started... Like having this, like, oh man, we should probably get a home. Like the rates are good. <laughs> we got some great equity in our townhome that we bought a few years ago. Maybe it's time. And I didn't share this with I didn't share this with Lori. However, that same day in the evening, she says, "Hey, maybe we should get a home." And I'm like, "Okay, God, you're doing something here. That word you gave me back in January, it's it's coming to life now. So I'm gonna do it, man. I, I have learned to say yes to what God has." Say yes to God's word and what he says. His words do not come back void. They accomplish everything they're set out to do. That's God's word, so I cling to it. Everything that the word of God says, I, I, I cling to it because I, I know it's true and it comes to pass time and time and again. So, we, so we're going for it and Monique's our realtor. The one that spoke last <laughs> Shout out to Monique. But yeah, so, so we, we decided to, okay, we're going to get our home. And I was blown away because now we're on one income. 
So I'm like, I don't know what we're going to be able to afford. Um, but even in that, we were approved for, for enough money that where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, we can go for our dream home. So that's how God, that's how God works. And this is all because I, I surrendered my plans for God's plans and what he had for me. And if I never said yes to, to youth ministry in August, none of that would have happened. None of it would have happened when I put God first in my life. The things that happened, the things that shifted in my life, it's been incredible. We've reached a point where, where, where we have outgrown our townhome. We need a place for the youth to come over. We, we want to have families over. We want to have couples over where they can experience breakthrough in, in our living room. And, and that's going to happen. It's going to happen this year. God's going to make a way for that to happen. It's already done. That's right, Felicia. It's already done. So I want to encourage you guys today. I know there's somebody here today that, that is facing a certain situation and you feel like God wants you to step out in faith and trust him for what he has for your life. Do not allow excuses or resistance to get in the way of the breakthrough that's coming in your life. That breakthrough is coming. I've experienced it. I'm, that's why I want to share everything that's happened in this last year because it's real. The power of God is real. The promises of God are real. And maybe you're sitting here today and you have never even made a decision or have never given the opportunity to say yes to God, to say yes to salvation. You know, I grew up in a church where you pretty much, you had to earn your salvation. There's things you had to do in order to be saved. Unless you did this, you weren't saved. Oh, and, and if you aren't doing these deeds, these things, well, you're not really saved. The beautiful thing about salvation is all you got to do is have faith. We're saved by faith through grace alone. So today, if you're sitting here and you just want to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to do that today. So everyone, bow your heads, close your eyes. And this is just a moment between you and God right now. The Bible says that today is a day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Not yesterday. It didn't pass. Today is your opportunity to say yes. Now, if that's you and you feel God just tugging at your heart, I'm going to give you to the count of three. And I want hands to raise up. And like I said, no one else is looking. This is just between you and God. So on the count of three, one, two, three, hands raised. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you on this side. Hands are going up. Beautiful. The angels in heaven are rejoicing right now because there are so many people here in this room that made a decision to follow Jesus. There's a party in heaven for you because he died for you. If it was just you, he would have died for you. That's his love. That's the type of love he has for you. So I want you to repeat this prayer after me. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son on a rescue mission for my soul. I believe that that blood that was shed on Calvary covers all my sins. And today I make a decision to follow you, Jesus, for the rest of my days. Why don't we all put our hands together? Pastor Mike. Come on, give it up for Ito Fuerte, officer of the law. And can we give a big round of applause for Monique and Enrique? So proud of you guys. These are just people that go to our church, by the way. Didn't go to seminary or anything like that. And that's how, that's Katie and I's story. We just came to church here eight years ago. Just started coming here. Didn't go to professional pastor school. Didn't go to seminary. But we have found that the Bible is true when it says those who plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And so I'm just so proud of you guys. And man, just what an amazing morning. And so what we want to want to do here, just going to dismiss the service here in just one second. But if you lifted your hand, if you prayed that prayer along with um, Ito uh, for the first time, we've got a team over here right there at our response lounge, the O'Connors, two of the greatest people in our church. And as we dismiss, we'd love it if you just make your way over to them. They wanna, they've got a team that wants to pray with you. They want to get you a couple gifts, want to get you a Bible, get you a little book called Following Jesus, just to kind of walk you through what it looks like to follow God, what it looks like to be a Christian. But why don't we go stand to our feet? I'm just going to pray a blessing over you. We're going to go have an amazing Sunday. God, I thank you for these amazing men and women. God, for every family represented here today. God, we know that your word is true when it says that the, the way of the righteous is upward. And so God, we pray that every story that we heard today would be our story. God, that your that breakthrough and, and enlargement and, and advancement and busting through ceilings is not reserved for a select few, God. The way of the righteous is upward because of what was accomplished on the cross through Jesus Christ. We are righteous. We are your sons. We are your daughters. We're not groveling servants just, just hoping that you'll have mercy on us. We know, God, that you love us, that you have a destiny for us, a future for us. And so we declare breakthrough over families. We declare breakthrough in marriages. We declare breakthrough in children, God. We see wayward children coming back to the house of God. We see children that have been away from church for years and years and years coming back to this house, being reconciled with their families, God. We see breakthrough in finances. We see breakthrough in businesses. We see breakthrough in careers, God. We see breakthrough in the way that we think. We see breakthrough in the way that we feel, God. God, we love you. We know that you have our very best at heart because we are your children. And everybody said, hey, man, come on. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.